Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. Welcome back, basketball history aficionados. This is Basketball History 101. I am Rick Loiza. And again, in studio, I have my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. How's it going, Jacob? Good. How are you doing, Dad? Doing well. Doing well. So our topic for today is more NBA nicknames. So why? What's what sparked the idea of going over all of the nicknames of the NBA teams? Well, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I, I'm fascinated with sports nicknames. I mean, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, soccer, I really like it when a nickname really captures uh, the city or the region where the team plays. And so being that this is a basketball history podcast, I decided to go through all of the NBA teams, uh, talk about where their nicknames came from. And so really, it was just more of my personal fascination with, with where nicknames come from. That's cool. So what's what's special about the Atlantic Division, which is what we're doing today? Well, the Atlantic Division, uh, we have some of our older teams in the Atlantic Division. So these are uh, this is the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Toronto Raptors, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, what's interesting is that the Celtics and the Knicks are two of the three original NBA teams still playing today. So they're two of our oldest teams. So that... that uh, required a little bit more, uh, required more of me to go into some deeper history on those teams. That's cool. So I noticed you're doing uh, one of these nickname episodes about once a month. So why, why once a month? Why wouldn't you do this all straight through in a row? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure that the listeners would want to hear basically the same podcast for six weeks in a row. So I wanted to break it up. We'll talk about nicknames. We'll go on to some other topics. We'll come back and visit the nicknames. Um, I just thought it was too long of a series just to do uh, for six weeks straight. So I'm breaking it up. And, and I have some other ideas for some stuff in the future that we'll probably do the same thing. We'll break it up into different episodes and spread them out uh, more just to, to keep the variety of what we're talking about. So earlier you mentioned that you're just fascinated with with nicknames like especially liking that they capture the region or the city would you ever consider maybe doing nicknames from other basketball leagues around the world that's a pretty good idea that's a pretty good idea uh, I know that in Australia they name their teams uh, very in a very similar way to the way we name them in, in the United States that is you have the name of the city plus some nickname like in in the Australian League you'll have the, for example, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. So the, it's a city plus the nickname. But when you go to some places like Europe, they name their teams the way they name the soccer team. So a lot of times it's just the name of the city without a real nickname. So okay. there's really nothing to explore there. So in basketball, you have Barcelona, just like the soccer team. You also have uh, Real Madrid, just like the soccer team. Uh, so those will be a little bit tougher, but I believe the British League also does it kind of the way the United States does it. So I know there's a team in England called the London Lions. So same sort of thing. It's the city plus a nickname. So it would be something to go through around, go, go around the world and see what they've got 
Uh, so that's not a bad idea. I like it. Cool. Well, I guess we've got something for our listeners to look forward to. <laughs> I think it's time we uh, get to the episode. Let's get started. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back, basketball aficionados. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. And today we are going to talk about NBA nicknames. This is an occasional series that we are doing where we go through and talk about how each NBA team got their nickname. With so many teams to go through, we are going division by division. We already did the Pacific Division, so if you want to hear that one, you can go back to Episode 7 to check it out. So let's get started with today's teams. The first team on our list is the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are one of only three original NBA teams still playing today. They are also one of those teams that has never relocated and never changed their nickname. They have always been the Boston Celtics. They began life in the NBA during the very first season back in 1946. They lead the NBA with 17 total championships. Their original owner, Walter Brown, was responsible for naming the new team. He toyed around with names like the Whirlwinds, the Olympians, and even the Unicorns. But in the end, he felt inspired by an old team from New York known as the original Celtics. It was a name that already came with a sense of tradition and success. And in the words of Walter Brown, quote, Boston is full of Irishmen, unquote. The Irish theme has always played well in Boston. Their logo has had few updates over the years. The original logo was a shamrock with the word Celtics. Later, it was changed to a leprechaun leaning on a shillelagh with one hand while twirling a basketball with the other. It's classic, and it works. Even their uniforms have gone virtually unchanged. They've always been green and white with either the word Boston or the word Celtics on their jersey. Now, they've used a few alternative jerseys in the last decade or so as the NBA is encouraging teams to use third uniforms and even fourth uniforms to boost jersey sales. But their primary uniform maintains a classic look that works in any era. Our next team is the Brooklyn Nets. Now, they started life in the old ABA as the New Jersey Americans in 1967, a name that only a true patriot could love. But this name only lasted one season. The next season, they moved to New York and became the New York Nets. It's not a very original name, naming yourself after the twine attached to the rim, but they thought it was fun that their name would rhyme with two of the other teams in New York, the Mets of Major League Baseball and the Jets of the American Football League. So there you have it. You have the New York Jets, the New York Mets, and now the New York Nets. I mean, whatever floats your boat, right? Their original color scheme was red, white, and blue, and they won two ABA championships when they were led by none other than Dr. J, Julia Serving. They actually won the final ABA championship before the two leagues merged together. But unfortunately, they are still looking for their first championship as a member of the NBA. They played one season in the NBA as the New York Nets, 
but then they decided to move to greener pastures and relocate back to New Jersey, where they became the New Jersey Nets. Their original logo was the word New Jersey Americans on a red, white, and blue banner. And then after that, their logo was a basketball with the words Nets on it. Then it was a basketball with the word Nets above the ball. For a few years, it was a silhouette of the state of New Jersey above a basketball. They were all fairly simple and plain logos. And then in 2012, they decided to once again move back to New York City, specifically to the borough of Brooklyn, where they are today as the Brooklyn Nets. Their color scheme has changed to a simple black and white, and their logo is a basketball with the letter B on it. And it looks like it came out of the 1940s, and I mean that in a good way. It's a classic and retro look that looks really nice in today's NBA. So let's keep moving on to our next team. Since we're already in the city of New York, let's move on over to the island of Manhattan where we find the New York Knicks. They are also one of those teams that has never relocated and never changed their name. They, along with the Celtics and the Warriors, are the only three original teams still playing in the NBA. Their full name is the New York Knickerbockers. So, what's a Knickerbocker? Well, to answer that, we have to go way back in history. British settlers named the city after Yorkshire, England. So they had Old York back in England, and now they decided to name this new city along the Hudson New York. But before that, they had been named by Dutch settlers, and the place was known as New Amsterdam. So the name harkens all the way back to the Dutch roots of the city. You see, knickerbockers were those short pants that stopped just below the knee. They were also known as knickers for short. They were quite fashionable in the 1600s. So the team that plays in the famous Madison Square Garden was named after an article of clothing, an old-fashioned style of trousers. Their original logo featured a cartoon of a Dutch settler dribbling a basketball. But since 1964, the logo has been some version of a basketball with the word Knicks above it. And that's probably a good place to take a break. And then we'll get on with our last two teams for today. All right, we're back. And now we travel down the New Jersey Turnpike to Philadelphia, where we meet the 76ers. They joined the NBA in 1949 as the Syracuse Nationals from upstate New York. They started in an older league that went out of business and they saw the opportunity to join the more established NBA. The name Nationals was a reference to America. The Nationals were of the nation. But after playing in Syracuse for about 15 years, they were looking to move to a larger city where they could make more money. In 1961, the Philadelphia Warriors decided to move to California which meant that Philadelphia was now available. The following year, they pulled up their tent stakes and headed south. They also took the opportunity to change their name to something that captured the spirit of Philadelphia. With the Declaration of Independence having been signed by the Founding Fathers in Philadelphia in 1776, what better way to honor that than by renaming themselves the Philadelphia 76ers? They've always had a red, white, and blue color scheme, even when they were the Nationals. 
Their original logo was a silhouette of the United States with the word Nationals on it. But since moving to Philadelphia, they have used a logo of a basketball with the word 76ers on it. And for a brief period, they used a Liberty Bell logo. But in most of its iterations, the logo also features 13 stars in honor of the original 13 colonies that signed the Declaration of Independence. It's one of those names that so perfectly fits the city where they play. And I always love it when a team can find one of those kind of names. And now we move north of the border to the only team that plays their home games outside of the United States, the Toronto Raptors. They began life in the NBA as one of two Canadian expansion teams back in 1995. The other team being the Vancouver Grizzlies, who have since moved into the United States to Memphis, Tennessee. The name Raptors was one of several names that made a final list. But with the recent popularity of the Jurassic Park movies, the Velociraptor, or Raptor, had become a very popular dinosaur among kids. So that's what they went with. Even today, the area outside the arena where the fans can hang out and play interactive games is called Jurassic Park. Their logo has gone mostly unchanged. It features a dinosaur wearing a basketball uniform and dribbling a basketball. Their original color scheme was purple and red, but having a purple dinosaur as your logo brought back bad visions of Barney the Dinosaur from the kids' TV show. So now they use red and black, and I think the uniform looks much, much better. So there you have it. Those are the five teams from the Atlantic Division and how they got their nicknames. Join us next time when we talk about an MVP and Hall of Famer who missed almost nine years worth of games due to injury. That's next time on Basketball History 101. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. So I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us next time as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories from the past. Take care and see you soon. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 Miracle on Ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday Sports.
How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.